All right. Good morning, brothers and sisters. I said good morning, brothers and sisters. It's good to be together this morning. And it's an exciting time and a nervous time for many of the parents as we are having our kids' Christmas program today. And we're excited yet nervous. Excited to see the little ones, but then you're also nervous like, uh-oh, did I raise them correctly? Are they going to embarrass or, or, or are they going to just build memories? That's a better way to look at it, right? Uh-huh. And so it's so good to be able to come together this morning and worship God. And again, I'm excited here about the opportunity to, uh, to speak here this morning. My name is Marcel Hall. And uh, with my wife, we have the privilege and honor of serving the church here uh, by being in the full-time ministry. And, uh, you know, as we talk about or as we are going to have our kids' program, I was reminded of, uh, you know, the guy who was up here leading the songs here a second ago? Dallas with the hat on, the cool guy. He's got an album coming out, dropping on in February. I think it's album number two. Is that is that right, Dallas? Is that album number two or three that you got dropping there? And so now he's putting his head down. Boy, you were just up here. Don't be acting shy now, okay? But, uh, you know, it's really cool. I've known Dallas since he was uh, at least two years old. And so I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I remember uh, kids' programs. And I remember seeing Dallas when he was young. Uh, we were in our, our ministry out in L.A. And Dallas would be jumping around. And he wasn't necessarily supposed to be jumping around. They were singing a song and there was up there. But you see Dallas jumping and get all the attention would be focused on him. We said, that boy's going to be special. And so who knows, we might have some of those moments here today. And uh, as was mentioned, we have been celebrating Advent, and so Advent means the coming or arrival. And so we're celebrating Jesus coming to earth and how we want him to uh, definitely come into our hearts. But then we also celebrate his second coming. And so it's four Sundays before Christmas, and we've done hope peace. Last week was joy. And now today we are going to uh, be talking about love. And so the uh, the season that we're in of Advent, we've decided we wanted to make room for Jesus. We can get so caught up with so many good things, but yet we can actually crowd out our Lord and Savior. And so we can take these principles not only for this season and month of December, but we can actually extend these principles going forward. Amen. And so let's go ahead and let's pray and then we'll get into the word. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this opportunity to study out, think, consider and reflect upon your love. Lord, I pray right now that we can focus in on your word, that we can receive the message that you have and we can give to others as we receive this message. God, it won't just stay with us, but we'll have great discussions. God, we'll also have some inspiration to make decisions that will lead to lifestyle changes. And God, I pray again, as I was praying earlier this morning, God, I just want your word to be spoken. Remove me from the situation. Glorify you so that your message may be communicated. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So we're talking about love. And so let me ask you, how many of you want more love in your life? Of course, we all want more love, except for Chad and Lupe. They didn't put their hands up. They're like, we're good. Got enough love. Need, need no more love in our life. I know they just didn't have time. But yes, we all want some more love in our lives, don't we? We all want to receive some more love. We want to experience more love. Let me ask you this question. 
What are you willing to do to have more love in your life? Wow, okay, all right. So I appreciate you. You go ahead. I'm not sure who said, was that? Oh, what's happening? So good to see you. Said, be more loving. There's a number of things that we say, yes, I want, but when it calls for us to do something, then we go, hold up, wait a minute. I don't know if I'm willing to do all that. But I believe when it comes to love, we will be inspired to actually maybe perhaps do something that will make room for some love in our lives. Let me ask you this question. How many of you want to grow and be in being more loving? Okay, Chad, all right. I saw your hand go up this time. Lupe, she's like, I'm good. I don't need to love anymore. And so a lot of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we know, you know what? Yeah, I can grow in being more loving. There's some, there's some room that I need to have. And so if we are to become more loving... If we are to actually receive and experience more love, I believe what we need to do is we need to make room for Jesus, which will enable us to make room for love. We'll talk about this as we look at the scriptures here. Church, are you still with me? Let's go on over to Luke chapter 2. We're going to go where we started uh, several weeks ago. It's kind of been our theme, uh, uh, overall passage for our season of Advent in Luke chapter 2. And this is uh, Luke who, who went and he decided, he became a follower of Jesus and he decided, you know what, I, I want to go and investigate the faith that I have in Christ. And so I'm going to go and I'm going to ask and, and hear from eyewitnesses and I'm going to collect this and write kind of a little, a little biography about the life and, and teachings and ministry of Jesus. And so this guy, Luke, he did this. And so he went and he's writing about the birth of Jesus after he collected all this information from the eyewitnesses. And he says in Luke chapter 2 in verse 4, So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And we talked about this at the beginning, making room for Jesus. And we see here in this instance what happened. The Lord was to be born, but people didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't understand who was, what was taking place. And so there was no room for Mary and Joseph to have a kind of proper birth, if you will. And so they had to go out into this area where the animals were and they had to make room. For Jesus. There was no room available, so they had to make room for Christ. And so again, if we are, or my, my thing here is, if we make room for Jesus, we will make room for love. You see, if we make room in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, and in our schedules for Jesus, then we will actually be making room for love to be in our hearts, I mean our hearts, our minds, our souls, and in our schedules. You say, well, how so? How can that be? Well, here's the thing. You see, when Jesus came, when Jesus was born, what actually took place was that the greatest 
form of love had entered the world, allowing it to be seen and experienced. Let's look at this scripture. First John chapter three, verse 16. This is how we know what love is. That's a powerful statement right there. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. First John chapter 4 verse 9. This is how God showed his love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. You see, God's love, the greatest and highest form of love is known, seen, and experienced in and through Jesus. We know what love is because of what Christ did. We've seen the power of love in our lives and therefore we've experienced it and even able to share his love through Christ. You see, when Jesus was born, that meant love entered the world in a new and profound way. You see, God is love. And we know all the fullness of God was dwelling in Christ. He's the Son of God. So when He was born, that meant love entered the world in a new and profound way. So it could be known, seen, and experienced. And this love isn't just feeling. This love is sacrificial. Did you see in 1 John, he said, this is how we know what love is. Because God just felt so good about people. Jesus just had some good heart emojis toward you. No, it says we know what love is by what, by what Jesus did. By his sacrifice. And so again, we know love is more than just a feeling. In the Bible, uh, the, the Greek word, it, 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 the, the, there's several Greek words for love. But this love is agape love that, yes, includes feeling. But more is about a sacrificial service. I'm going to do good to Jaron no matter what his response is. Ah, you should appreciate that. But even if he doesn't like me, I'm still going to do good to him. Whoa! That's love. And we see here, again, as we see Jesus, we go ahead and we see what love is like. So again, when you and I make room in our hearts, our mind, our souls, and our schedules for Jesus, we are making room for love. So then how do we make room for this love this month and beyond? Maybe the better question we should ask is, how do we actually crowd out or leave out room for God's love in our life? In fact, go ahead with the person next to you, go ahead and answer that question. How can we actually leave no room for God's love in our lives. Go ahead and answer. I'll give you guys a minute or so. And in the chat, you can type that in online. Go ahead and type that in, your answer to that. I would love to have you guys answer and give some, some, some uh, let everybody hear what you shared here. But the kids are coming up, and I don't want Emily, who's in charge, to be mad at me for going too long, okay? And so there's a number of ways I'm sure you came up with. But some of the things that came to my mind is we can, uh, we can be too busy for God's love. 
We, we, we can actually be busy doing so many other things that we don't actually make room for God's love in our lives. We can give God our leftovers. And you know, leftovers are good when it's your home, but they're not good when you're the host. You get what I'm saying? So like if I went to Davina's house and she was like, hey, we're having food. Yeah, come on over. We let her have some dinner. And they go, here's our leftover lasagna from last night. Wow, I feel so loved. So valued. Yeah, thank you. You, you, you see, but we can give God our leftovers. Oh, I got all this stuff to do, God, and I'll give you what I have left over. Communicating how much we value you, Lord. So therefore, what are we doing? We're crowning out. We're leaving no space for the Lord's love to be in our lives. We're too busy. We have other things. We prioritize other things. Or sometimes we go to the wrong place. We're looking for love in the wrong place. I think of Eddie Murphy. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah, y'all remember that? Some of you don't. It's okay. But we can go to the wrong place thinking we're going to experience love and look for love. All of, many of us have done this. We think if I go to somehow some satisfaction, if I go to this person and receive this relationship, if I go to this or that, then I will experience the love that I want. But what does it do? It leaves us wanting, empty, realizing that that doesn't fulfill. And so we can crowd out God's love. We can, with our priorities, with our actions, actually remove God's space in our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our schedules. And so what do we need to do? Obviously, then we need to make room for God's love by first and foremost spending time with God. If God is love, and I spend time with God, I'm spending time with love. Who said they wanted more love in their life? You see, again, we have to start by simply going ahead and spending time with God. But here's the thing. Not only spending time with God, but therefore looking for and reflecting on how God is showing his love for us. And so as I go throughout the day, I can look or I can take some time to reflect and go, wait a second. God's been loving me this whole time. I know, you know, my, my mom is here, and, and uh, when I was younger, I was in high school, I was a wild kid, all right, and so she could testify to that. And so, uh, but you know, I'd have people come over to, uh, to pick us up before we could drive or anything like that. And, you know, I'm trying to be cool. I'd even have, you know, girls would come on over to, to come take me out, and my mom would come out in the, in the driveway and be like, excuse me, who are you? Can I see your license? Literally, and they'd be like, oh, and she's like, no, can I see your license? And they'd have to pull out their license, you know what I'm saying? And I'm in the bed like, Mom, what you doing? I'm trying to be cool. I told her I was an older age. You make it seem like I'm younger. I was over here and she was embarrassing me, right? And I'm like, oh, man. But as I got older, I realized what she was doing was just loving me. She was concerned. She wanted to care. She wanted to know, he was, who, who's my son going with? And do they even have a license to drive? And so as we go, here's the incredible thing. When we spend time with God, but we look and reflect upon how he's loving us, we can even look at the hard times and go, God, you were loving me through all this. You actually protected me from more danger. You actually used this so that I would actually go this direction because there was no way I was going to go that direction if I wouldn't have had this hard time in my life. And so we see God's love. We're able to experience God's love. 
And then secondly, I believe, again, we spend time in reflecting, but the biggest thing was mentioned earlier here is we need to make room to love others. First John chapter four, we're going to go back there in verse seven. Church, are you still with me here? All right, we got to blaze through this. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is incredible. God is love. That means he doesn't love out of choice. He loves because that's all he can do. Think about that. God doesn't choose to love sometimes. God loves because that's who he is. He can't remove that from himself. And so God doesn't just go, I'm going to think and consider, or are you worthy enough to love? He loves because he is love. That's powerful stuff. Let's keep going. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. It says his love. When you and I love others, especially in this context, it's talking about the family of believers. Again, not feelings, but with sacrifice, with service. It says when we love, it makes God's love complete. The, the other word you can translate is also perfect or fulfilled. So when you and I love each other, love those around us, we make God's love complete, perfect, and fulfilled. When we make room to love others, God's love grows in us when we love in action. You know, what happens is we again see God's love for others as we're going, doing something, serving, being selfless. God's love we start to see in our own lives and we start to see it for others. Sometimes we're grateful. Wow, God, I, I didn't realize how blessed I am. And when we see others, we're like, wow, God, you, I see the way you're working in our lives. I see the way you're communicating. You're calling for them. And you see God's love. And then what happens is you have this greater capacity to love. God, as you start to do it, God goes, no, you have more to give. You can actually be more loving. Who said they wanted to be more loving? Part of it is us spending time with God, reflecting, but then going out and making room to actually go love other people. To put that into practice, again, not feelings, but sacrificial, selfless devotion and service to one another. You see, then what happens is God's love is shared with and experienced by others. So the question for us then is, am I loving those around me? Am I loving my family members? Am I loving my roommates? Am I loving my enemies? Uh-oh. Again, it's not feeling, but this is sacrificial service. This is doing what's for the betterment of others. Again, the question, am I making room for love by making room for Jesus? But here's the cool thing, y'all. Here's the cool thing. We're all just one decision away from being on that, on that track. So no matter where you are, you're like, man, I'm cruising, I'm rolling. Or you go, man, I, I have fallen off or I didn't even know about this. You're just one decision away from getting on the right path. It just takes a decision. And if you're visiting here with us today, I would encourage you to make room by seeking to know God's love. 
whoever invited you on out, you can say, hey, you know what, can you, can you share me some more or help me out here understand what he was talking about. And, and I'm sure they'd be willing to set up some time, get you into the Word of God, and show you God's love. For others of us, I want to encourage you to make room by seeking God first and seeking opportunities to serve those around you. It's in my prayer. It's in my schedule in which I can make room to love others. And, you know, we're going to give, we're going to send this out to everyone. Um, these uh, making room for love this week, you know, we made reference to last week, making room for joy. We're making room for love this week. We'll go ahead and send this out uh, on the email, text, all that good stuff uh, this week here. But now we're going to go ahead and take time for communion. And this is a time where we take the emblems that represent Jesus' blood and body that was sacrificed for us. And so we're going to close out here in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9. Church, are you still with me? It reads here, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much. For love entering the world in a profound, unique way through your son Jesus. We thank you that that love was expressed and seen in the lives that he touched. In the teachings that he presented. But God also when he went upon the cross as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God we cannot pay the debts. We cannot uh, endure the penalty of your wrath and justice. But we're grateful that Christ the chosen, the anointed, the perfect one, was able to take our sins so that we could have salvation through him. We thank you for that love that is known, that is seen, and experienced. And God, I pray that we will spend more time. We will make room for you in our lives. God, we will make room to, make, we will make room to love others. And God, that others will see, know, and experience the love of you through us. May we share that with those around us. In the name of Jesus, amen.